From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, today we are uh, still here in Malachi chapter 3, verses 7 through 12, teaching about the tithe. And I don't want to go back and, and give you everything I've established over the last two days, how it is absolutely uh, in the Old and New Testament, before the law, during the law, after the law, all through Hebrews and Galatians and Romans and Matthew and the New Testament, all the places that teach us that the tithe is still for us today. And God says, if you don't tithe, you are cursed with a curse by God. The first, hey, let me ask you something. Do you really want to be God's child, but cursed by your heavenly father? You know, the first question I ask any Christian who's in financial trouble is this, are you tithing? First thing, almost every time they say no, people quit asking me for financial counseling now in our church when they know that. No, because they know I'm going to ask and they know they're not tithing. No wonder you have a financial problem. You're cursed by God. I can't help you. Charles Schwab can't help you. Your CPA cannot help you. And the IRS certainly will not help you. You bring a tenth of all. By the way, I tithe. Y'all don't take a pill now. But I tithe on my gross. God doesn't play suck and fiddle anybody to the government. I tithe on my health insurance. I, I tithe whatever is provided for me. I tithe. Well, preacher, what about my retirement? It's always changing. I'm tithing when I put into it. Do I tithe when I take out of it? And what part? Well, I'd rather look. Look, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm tithing on what I put into retirement now, and I'm tithing on it again. Well, preacher, you tithe twice. Am I going to outgive God? Are you nuts? I'm not going to get out. I'd rather give an offering of more to God than be a thief and shortchange him, and especially when God promises to bless me and pour out the windows of heaven. See, the problem is you believe that God's going to shortchange you on your 401k one day because you tithe twice. You think you're going to tithe twice and be gypped. And death, but look, you're, God's not a debtor to any man. And by the way, let me just say this too. I tell our folks this too. Death is not a release from the law of God. I'm tithing in death. My knife and I are one flesh, and when we are both gone, I figure I owe God 10%. See, because I paid something for my house. Let's just say you pay $100,000 for your house, and 30 years later, it's worth $200,000. When you die, it, it's... It, um, that house is going to be worth something more than what you paid. So I, my house is worth $100,000. When I die, let's say it's worth $200,000. I have a $100,000 increase. Now, I paid for the first $100,000, but I have, an, I have an asset. And I figure that second $100,000, I owe God 10% on before my kids get anything. Ooh. When, when my home is, is going to be worth twice, maybe four times what I, whatever my worth is, I'm tithing on it. By the way, y'all just, I, I, you know, God has done so much for me for eternally, eternity. He took every dime of this life, it'd be okay. By the way, I tell our people, if you got a ch child, and be honest with yourself, if you have a child you love, but he's going he's gonna to drink up and waste your living and all that you earn for, you are a poor steward of what God has given you. You ought to leave it to the Lord. Give it to missions. I didn't say give it to the preacher, give the preacher a raise. I said give it to the missions. Or maybe there's a building that's going up, and you can help be a part of a, uh, of a remodel or a renovation or a new building that's going up. Have something that's going to stand for time and eternity, or give it to missions and let it be designated to missionaries that are, that, that are do, building churches and startup projects and different things that they need or vehicles or or, or Christmas or, or blessing or, or whatever, special needs. See, I'm not just going to tithe to the church. I'm going to tithe to missions as well. 
Hey, look, I, I, everything that I have is a gift from God, and I want God uh, to, to bless it for time and eternity. Do your giving while you're living so you know it's where it's going. Hey, lay up treasures in heaven. And I'm not here to finance the next generation. Let them get their own job. And I'm going to remember my children. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with leaving the family property to the child. But you better make sure they tithe, that, that a tithe is taken care of. Maybe, maybe you let that child say, hey, here's a $200,000 home. I paid $100,000 for it. I've been increased. You pay the tithe and you can have this family property. You pay that $10,000. We'll say they've been increased. They uh, Look. The tithes belong in the storehouse. That's why we call it storehouse tithing. The storehouse was the temple, the house of God. In fact, Zerubbabel's temple had chambers to store all that was brought. Nehemiah 12 44 tells us uh, that there was appointed some over the chambers of the treasures for the offerings, for the firstfruits, and for the tithes to gather them in out of the fields of the cities, the portions of the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah rejoiced for the priests and for the Levites that waited. You know what? There was a point the people said, we are a part of, the, of a high act of worship before the highest God, and we're excited that we had to build rooms to hold the wealth that God had brought in for the Levites and the priests. New Testament believers bring their tithes and offerings to the church. 1 Corinthians 16, 2, upon the first day of the week, that's Sunday, let every one of you lay by him in store. That's the storehouse tithing of the Old Testament as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. There's another book of the Bible. Look, do you know how many books of the Bible I've given you that show tithing? Matthew, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, uh, uh, Revelation, Hebrews. There's at least seven of, of 27 New Testament books. Preacher, I'm not tithed. What should I do? I'm under a curse. How do I get this curse? How do I get this monkey off this back? Let me give you a verse. Leviticus 27.31 And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. Now, I've heard this verse abused in pulpits, and even in the church where I pastor, I've had guest preachers come in and beat this verse six way from Sundays to where it isn't even close. I've heard it said that we must give retroactively and pay God back every cent we have kept from him. I've heard people well, uh, uh, well say that they will never pay it, and I've heard people say after they've heard that, they'll never be able to pass, pay it back in their entire life. You know what? They're right when they say that. A retroactive tithe is wrong for two reasons. First, God has already been getting his money through the curse he has placed on you. If you don't give it, God takes it with interest. Okay, God has been getting it from you, whether you realize it or not. That's why your cars broke down, your washing machines broke down. That's why you have doctor bills coming out the, your, your nose and, the, and all this other stuff. You're, that's why you're in a mess to begin with. God's been getting it. Second, the key word in Leviticus 27.31 is not must. You must pay back plus the fifth part, but if. Did you know you don't have to redeem the tithe? You must start tithing now. And if you have a repentant heart that says, I want to redeem and pay for, make penance and restitution for my passing, then I give the fifth part now. That fifth part means 20%. Look, this is what I do. And this is why if I'm under a curse and I haven't been tithing, God's been getting it one way or the other. But I'm going to start tithing right now. And what I'm going to do is take my, if I want to redeem and give God a a one-time 20% gift, what I'm going to do is figure my net worth today. Look, you pay everything you owe every man. You might have 20 bucks left, 200, 2,000, or 20,000. But you figure your net worth and you give 20% of your net worth this one time in redemption and you give 10% of your gross the rest of your life okay now that's the best answer I have the word 
prove is only used 25 times in the Bible. In almost every case, God is proving his people. This is the only time in the Bible where God says, you prove me. God says, you prove me with the thing that is greatest to you, but the least to me. He said that in Matthew, that money is the least of all riches. God uses gold for asphalt, pearls for gates, and jasper for walls of precious stones in place of concrete blocks. And God dares you to prove him, and if we do, he will pour. You prove God pours. God wants us to know that the true way to enjoy worldly goods is to give them to God. Alexander McLaren said that we are like peasants bringing our poor tribute to our king. We come with a pittance from the fruit of our fields, and yet we leave with the king's jewels. There are four rewards for tithing. Meet in God's house to carry out God's work. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. Amen. Opening of the windows of heaven will pour out a blessing larger than you have room to receive it. God will rebuke the devourer. What's eating up your money? All nations will call you blessed before, because your nation is a delightsome land and everybody wants to live in the United States. Why? Because we've been historically a Christian nation and a tithing nation. We're not today, just like Malachi's day, but, we could, but God's people ought to. Now, look, I hope we spent three days here trying to help you uh, get something through your head to help you know the blessings of God. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall be burst out with new wine. We all want the book of Proverbs for all its wisdom for New Testament Christians. What about Proverbs chapter 3, those verses? Now, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of Bible to try and help you, not because I want your money. And by the way, at this radio station, we don't want your money. Your tie belongs at the storehouse, God's house. And uh, you, you bring it to the church. And then you give an offering. He said, you're not just robbing me in tithes, but offerings too. And then you bring an offering and a faith promise. And you give to the building fund. And those who learned, you never learn to live until you learn to give. In Luke 6, 38, Jesus said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressing your bosom, overflowing. God says it's going to run over. God will fill your cup. You won't be able to hold it all in your cup. And you've got to have faith in God with the least of all treasures that God will give you the greatest of all rewards. God bless you until our time again. No longer a pauper. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search from the poorhouse to the palace. From the poor-